Hey all, this is Josh Gunderson, and you're listening to The Millennial Agenda. Hey everybody, welcome to the premiere episode of The Millennial Agenda, which is kind of confusing. If you're a subscriber, um, we've premiered before, but this is the reboot. I am joined today by two of, uh, my, some of, my, just two of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, I'm joined by Nina Sabatini and Meg Stone. Hello. 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 Meg's, Meg's already laughing. I love it. Um, <laughs> I so I've, that. I've gathered you here today, um, uh, because I feel for this, for this reboot, for this episode, I think it's important that people understand what even is a millennial because people have gotten a little confused about it recently. My favorite being when I told my older sister that, hey, I'm starting a podcast, it's called The Millennial Agenda, and it's about being a millennial. And she said, why would you do that? You're not a millennial. And I had to hit her with the hard truth that not only am I a millennial, but so is she. And this is- um, That age thing screws people up, man. It does. And well, this is also coming off the heels of, this was towards the beginning of our pandemic when, because I live in Florida, and we were being chastised uh, and the millennials were being, you know, unfairly judged because supposedly we were the ones on spring break crowding the beaches. And we're like, no, 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 no. Like we are, we're in our thirties. We've got back pain. We swallow ibuprofen like it's our job and we're in bed by nine. Yeah. Like we are not at the beach partying and so i'd explain that to my sister and it's hard i was i've been having this conversation over and over again about generations and like there's no set rules about like there's no set time like i've seen everything from oh there are people born from 1982 to 1996 or even like 1980 to 2000 so like when it comes to generations there's no set time frame it's not like at the hospital one day like a baby came flying out and somebody was like that's the last baby boomer gen x is here now (laughs) <laughs> I think they did that though. Uh, to be fair, in the like, yeah, they did that in the in the fifties. I'm pretty sure that was that was uh, that was like standard procedure. Just saying. I don't I don't know how hospitals work or the the birthing process. So I don't know if like if we come out with labels <laughs> like oh this I one's on my this foot. one's labeled a millennial. This is I don't know. The only time I've heard about generation labeling was when. Spice Girls had a song that was like Generation X for like the wasn't it like a Pepsi commercial or whatever and was it? The, the Pepsi Generation commercial? Yeah, but the Spice Girls <laughs> had, a <whole> <laughs> they had a whole song that was like. Generation Are you looking up the song? No, I'm I looking can. up the song because now I've got questions. I've got so many questions. We probably shouldn't sing the songs, right? Because that's a big like. I with that. I mean. Who can say? Spice Girls are definitely listening to your podcast, and if they're not, shame on them. How dare they? I'm, I'm, you know, Baby Spice and I are huge BFFs. Oh Um, my gosh, super jelly. Okay, so the song is Move Over, and it was called Generation Next. Yeah. But I I think I always sang Generation X because song song words are really just recommendations, right? But when Generation X would have been before that, right? Yeah. Well, Generation I'm X so is before millennials. So, I mean, yeah. when it comes to, so there's, um, I don't know what came before baby boomers, if, like, I don't old people. Um, <laughs> Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs yeah. did. Um, the lost generation. Ba- baby boomers. Uh, no, the lost generation is actually. Um, I thought that was the 20s. That's in the 20s. And what's really funny is I was just reading an article that was saying that the millenni- millennials are becoming a lost generation because we are being. Um, constantly overshadowed by the crap of the world because we're the generation that like i mean the biggest like the the biggest event that i remember early on in life was the oklahoma city bombing um we've dealt with um we've dealt with uh mass shootings um, like it's candy monthly um we suffered through economic crashes 9-11 a second economic crash now a pandemic so like we're we're kind of getting overshadowed, which is really interfering with our constant need for attention. For <laughs> approval. How dare you, world? Hence, Love me. Yeah, hence social media. That's it's, uh, I, Because I'm the oldest of the three of us, I kind of straddle. I think that every time I read it, I straddle it. And one of my friends actually posted something today that called, a, called 
my age group that straddles it, like the Oregon Trail generation. I was like, I relate to that on so many levels. Yep. Well, I mean, we also, I mean, I, I like the advantage that we have, like growing up when we did, um, because we know a time before the internet. And we right. know a time. Right. With well. Like we grew up with the internet. And I would tell this when I spoke at schools, I would tell that to the kids constantly. Like you have to understand, like we didn't always have this. Like there's a whole beautiful world out there. There it's, is. It's, yeah. Like that happened to me at work the other day. My coworker was like, can you imagine not having the internet to look things up on? And I was like, yes, I don't yeah. have to imagine it. I lived through it. And she was like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> yes. We called them encyclopedias. Yes. <laughs> they were great. I had to go to the library. <laughs> it was a dark and scary time. It was. It was. Um, <laughs> we, I know how to use a card catalog okay i never learned that and the library were mean to me because of it oh sweet i know we've talked about your traumatic library experiences i feel like i want to like walk you through a library so you can have a positive one in a library not like online but like in one in an actual library librarians now are wonderful but the librarians where i grew up they were super mean they were like you're eight how come you don't understand how this works we've already showed you this three times and I was like hi I'm eight (laughs) I'm I'm usually just signing out like VHS tapes (laughs) so like I don't that that is a very old sentence right there listen VHS tapes like going to block blockbuster or for me the local video store was video signals it was awesome (laughs) you got to like Oh, they're so good. I miss the, them so much. On like a uh, Friday and you like debate over what tape you're going to rent and then you end up renting Princess Bride or Goonies again and it's great. That mysterious <laughs> black curtain where you were pretty sure that's where all the good candy was. 100%, 100% accurate. 100% accurate. You didn't Only ask questions. Only allowed in there. <laughs> I remember the first time I went back behind that curtain when I was of age and I was so disappointed. I was like, this is gross and everything feels yucky. <laughs> like, I don't want to be back. Just there. don't touch anything. Yeah. You don't know where that's been. such a thing. Just Ugh. back away slowly. Yeah, we're the generation that didn't have... Like, I, Gen Zs can just get porn whenever they feel like it. I was going to be like, uh, we didn't have internet porn? Is that what you're trying to say? You had to earn your porn in our generation. Earn it. <laughs> this just took a very odd turn that I was not prepared for. Uh, really? Really? Because our pre-recording conversation didn't tip you into how this was going to go. <laughs> not the porn, it didn't. <laughs> Dinosaurs, animals, yes. Porn, no. Meg is just rebelling against me saying, okay, so swearing's fine just don't get explicit <laughs> that's fine i'm gonna bring up porn is that cool she's just trying to push the envelope to feed her need Listen, for attention as a i millennial. just need approval i just need approval just it's fine it's that's kind of my thing it's like we we've been like pigeonholed into this like participation trophy generation where we need everything handed to us and i don't know if it's because i'm on the like the eliza schlesinger elder millennial side of things but uh-huh. I was. I still haven't been handed anything, including my no. unemployment. But that's a whole other story. <laughs> Let's not talk about attempting to get. <laughs> so it's. I, I think that's very. Like I feel, like I have worked very hard to get to where I am, and I still work very hard, um, every single day to continue to you know attempt to live. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's. I think that's wildly unfair that we get kind of lumped into that because I think uh, a good chunk of. You know the like older millennials and even the, some of the younger millennials I know um, are some of the hardest working people because they're very driven because we are we are the internet generation that we've had so much more access to the world and therefore yeah. we, we want we want to achieve so much more of the world and to to see it yeah and I feel like the participation trophy thing like adults have to realize like that came from them like kids were standing there being like where's my participation trophy it was parents looking down and having their own egos hurt and being like I don't know how to cope with my child's hurt feelings so everybody gets a ribbon well it was like the beginning of that like I don't I want someone else to actually do some of the parenting of my child and as one who is not athletically inclined I'll tell you right now those really shitty participation ribbons didn't feel great either I was like just throw it in the trash like do I have to carry this around because now there is visual proof 
of my failure. Like that's how I, that is 100% how I felt on like field day in elementary school. I'm like, please yes. don't hand me that. For the love of God, please don't. <laughs> Can we just pretend this didn't happen? And it was because of field day. I yeah. totally blame field day. Like yes. that. It was the worst. Uh, what a horrible I, day for the book nerds it was the saddest day i want to th- say though like i feel like our generation is the generation of the side hustle too uh, yeah I, um because oh, like sure. like you know i i, I dated a, a very hardcore gen xer and he is getting much better at his side hustle but like it was not intrinsically ground into him that like you know just keep doing all the other things until you can make the thing that you actually want to have happen happen and I'm like it's yeah it's we're definitely the generation of the side hustle I don't know anyone who isn't doing like working full-time going to school or at this point like getting unemployment and working part-time and and like building trying to build their own business or trying to build multiple businesses or and then like doing some kind of like creative outlet at the same time that's just I feel like that's yeah that's exactly how I started when I started touring and speaking and all that it was I was working full-time still at a grocery store as a manager and using like I altered my schedule constantly to take the days off to go to the places and speak and eventually when that took off more, I started to shift it because I, I, I actually I wrote about this in, in my book. You're doing it wrong. Available now on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Audible. Five, five I need stars. to get it on Audibles, dude. I want to hear you read it. That's yeah. my goal I, in life. I don't think I could. I couldn't. I couldn't listen to you read it. Just I could. Of some of the more emotional parts. I think I would just like I, cry. I would break. Oh. I already cried reading it, so I'm oh, like, yeah, I'll just totally. cry more. It's fine. <laughs> I still cry reading it, but um, so my it's, anyways. Um, I talk about like I, I what was an endorsement. To... I cry reading my own book. <laughs> I do. I do. Why do you think... we'll cry together. <laughs> Why do you think there's not an audio book? <laughs> I talked about this because like I, and like this drove my stepdad nuts because it was like I got the job at the grocery store. I worked there for a very long time. Like uh, at this point, it was about a third of my life was spent working at that grocery store. And I was kind, almost kind of like pulled into that mentality of I'm like, this is the job that I have. This is the job that I'm going to stick with until the day that I die, because that's what our parents did. Like my yeah. stepfather, he worked, he worked for uh, Sylvania as a machinist. That was his job right out of high school. That was the job that he retired from. And I wasn't content with that because I knew that there was more to the, it was like very much like Belle singing at the beginning of Beauty and the Beast. Like, I want more. And I know that there's a world out there. And as I was as I was traveling and speaking at schools and doing all of that, I saw how much growth was out there. And so I worked myself into the position of being able to quit my quit having a job, period, and was speaking. And then, of course, I went um, to the aquarium where I got to meet and work with the both of you. Um, And I still continued to do that part time because it was we also live in a time when none of us. The part of the reason why millennials don't want houses is because we just can't fucking afford them. No, we can't. No. And well, yeah. And I also look at it as like, we're the, I, like, not that other generations aren't trying to walk the environmental walk. Cause I think they are out there, but like, I feel like we're like, at least for me, I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, no, but really gotta live a different lifestyle. The way that we are currently living is just not sustainable. I also yeah. get really annoyed. This just happened to my friends. They just bought a house. Um, well, they were looking to buy a house. And it was cheaper to build a new one than it yeah. was to buy a pre-existing one. And that's so frustrating on the sustainability standpoint that you were getting at, Meg. Because, you know, as the environmental side of me is like, I would love, and also just like the crafty side of me, like I would love to get my own like pre-existing place and like re- turn it to its former glory because we all know I'm not going to be able to buy one that's in perfect condition. But oh, God, no. if it's cheaper to just build a whole new one right away, then yeah, where's the incentive to like it's yeah, the other houses which frankly were way better like yeah. the originality and like the the way they're still standing even well, though they yeah, were that's built like, in the 1700s. Like, <laughs> like the straight up craftsmanship. Sure. Yeah. The stairs aren't exactly level all the way up, but they're still there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the floor is kind of slope, but they're still there. But it's 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 not wanting that cookie cutter life. Like I hate right. going through subdivisions where it's just the same house just over and over and over again like the older houses have personality and i mean i see that a lot down here because uh 
that's all Florida is. It's just suburbs. Like I'm lucky enough, the place that I'm living in now was built in the '80s, and it feels it. Um, but there's so much more personality to it, and I, I agree that we would just never be able to afford it. And especially right now, I can barely make rent. We were built in the <laughs> '80s, and we have way more personality than some of these younger folks. <laughs> they just need a little seasoning. I just I was talking to some of these like kids that I've worked with that I feel very maternal towards because they're in college and they're just trying to figure out the world out there. And and I feel terrible that they're having to figure it out in, you know, now when everything's on fire. Um, But like they, there's a naivete that I know that we all had, but it's so interesting to be on the other side of it now because I'm like, I feel like I just was never that naive and maybe we weren't. I like maybe Maybe we were saved from that by the black curtain in the back of the video store. So we kind of knew the gross things that could happen. I also, like, but to that point, I mean, I can't speak for you guys. I can only speak for myself. But I didn't have, like, I had video games. I had, like, my woo NES system. But Mm -hmm. that only, that was, like, highly restricted. Like, Mm -hmm. I still had to go play outside. And you couldn't, you couldn't get distracted or hide behind electronics as easily then and so like as much as parents would go out of the room or family members would speak a language from the country that they came from and like don't bother teaching the kids a second language that's how we can talk about things in front of them and not have to worry about what we're saying like I don't know I picked up on a lot going on in my family because of it so it's yeah I definitely wasn't (laughs) I do get a little scared working with teenagers and I'm like, how are you going to survive when you go off to college? Like this, there's like one girl in particular that like I work with and I feel like I'm her second mom because like she does things where she's like, I went to Italy and I, you know, hitchhiked across Italy. I'm like, please don't do that. She's like, what? It was just, it was with couples. And I was like, please don't do that. Let me mom you for a little bit. This makes me very scared. I feel like we were, I feel like, I mean, more so the elder millennials. I can't speak to the younger ones, but I feel like we were the last of the latchkey kids because the way my family dynamic was, because we lived with just my mom and she worked from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So she was asleep when we got up for school. She was gone by the time we got home from school and came home after we were in bed. And so we were essentially taking care of ourselves. And of course, there was like, and we, walked to and from school there was there was no buses because we were all in the the neighborhood and i we had a lot more of that freedom and then we all of a sudden we just, parents became more and more paranoid about letting their kids do that stuff I, I think it was all the adults that grew up with stranger danger started having kids and yeah. <laughs> started freaking out about it i mean i i wasn't a latchkey kid but that's because a lot of stuff did happen in my family and so my parents looked at what kind of a person I was and they took a risk and said, all right, like instead of making her live through her own mistakes, we're going to tell her all the stuff that happened to us and then maybe she'll learn from it. And, you know, luckily I was the kind of personality that did learn from it. I know not all kids will do that. Like my, my godmother wouldn't tell her kids because she was worried they were going to throw it in her face and be like, well, you did this so I can do this. And I never did that with my parents. So I think it just depends you got to read your kid and figure out the how it's gonna go when you try to teach them something I think in we were also the generation that watched like rescue 911 and unsolved yeah. mysteries <laughs> and like I'll, I'll throw it out there I loved all those shows I still oh do whatever yeah. all of those specials and like we were like our parents were the generation that saw like the satanic panic go down and like all of this other stuff. So like we had that weird mix of freedom because I totally remember my friends across the street and I just like ruling the neighborhood in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. My friends at dance class roaming around after dance class in the like downtown Acton or whatever. Um, But we also had that like they had a little bit of that fears. I don't know. It's a weird crossover mix where it wasn't complete freedom, but it was definitely like a heck of a lot more than the helicoptering that currently goes. So we're not we were never insulated. I was never insulated from the outside world at all. I had the um, there were VHS tapes that you could sign out from the library, as I mentioned earlier. And there was I love and loved Winnie the Pooh. And there were these live action Winnie the Pooh like stranger danger. VHS tapes and so my oh, mom God. was like okay fine you can watch them they're 
amazing if you can find them on youtube but i also had like the safety kids like audio tapes that i would always listen to as well right and so, yeah. like, i mean that's where my little murderino self began was with those my mom always told me she's like you know if somebody takes you they're not taking you out for ice cream and there's a movie that came out around 2006 called Running Scared. Please tell me it was a Lifetime movie. Cross fingers. Lifetime movie. Lifetime movie. Not a Lifetime movie. It had it. Paul Walker in it. It's actually a pretty awesome movie. The tagline on it is like, makes Kill Bill look like Sesame Street or something like that. But oh, it's, God. it's awesome. And so basically <laughs> this, this kid is, I won't, no spoilers, but like this kid is running away and like, pick all of the worst things that could happen to one kid in one night and they all happen. And there's this one part where he's, you know, it's like three in the morning and he runs into this van and there's this couple and they're like, Hey, we were just taking the kids out for ice cream. And I started it's never screaming ice cream. No. and I was like, it's never ice cream. And one spoiler alert, it wasn't, it wasn't ice cream. It wasn't ice cream, was it? <laughs> um, no. Yeah. It wasn't never ice cream. ice cream. There's never a puppy. There's never a kitten. There's never anything. It's just not. We had the code word. Oh my God. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone picked you up, they had to have the special code word. That, is that what you're talking about? Our parents uh, worked crazy hours. And especially at mm -hmm. one point, I, um, they never said this to us. And I figured it out later. We were going through financial troubles. And so both of them were working multiple jobs. And mm -hmm. so we had a babysitter and we went with her every single day. But it was a rule that if anyone other than that babysitter came to pick us up and said, oh, you know, you, it's you, your mommy and daddy, you're in trouble. They had to have the code word. And to this day, I still never tell anyone what the hell that code word was in case they want to kidnap me. So you're going to tell us what the code word is? It's, it's cheese, Absolutely isn't not. it? It's, it's no, cheese. I mean, granted, at this, point in my, if, at this point in my life, if you pull up and you're like, yo, I got donuts in this van, I'd be like, well, it fucking better be good. Let's go. <laughs> I actually make a really good donut. I'm kind of proud of myself that in the pandemic, I've just been like, what else? What am I going to learn this week? This week we're on... Uh, carving things and that's i mean to completely segue out of that that's that's the other thing that i think um that i've seen of our generation is we've embraced this time like we're not overly thrilled about it like i hated the period of self-isolation but we we were like all right we're gonna tap into things that we've always wanted to do so i've seen people cooking i've seen people dancing i've seen people creating i right. being the adult that i am just started inventing weird cocktails and just sat and drank um, I'm proud of you. I mean, everyone's all like, you need to stay in your house. And I'm like, yes, I get to yeah. stay in my house. I'm not going to lie, being like being in the more vulnerable population. So I'm still in my house. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to not be in my house. But like, I agree that I think that comes from that, that generation side hustle where it's just like, we are going to make the world what we want it to be. We still had, and I, maybe it does go back to not like not growing up. We knew a time before the internet. So we knew a time when someone wasn't going to hand us everything our imagination could come up with. We had mm -hmm. to come up with it on our own, where, yeah. you know, and I think that kind of shows now where it's like, okay, I can't leave my house. Sweet. I'm going to go do something crazy. And Meg, I don't know about you because um, I know you're an only child and Josh, you are not, um, but I'm an only child and I definitely attribute a lot of it to being an only child because I had to learn how to amuse myself most of the time. And I had, you know, my parents had me socialized. I had groups of friends Same. that lived in the neighborhood. I had a, like 11 cousins that lived in town. Like I hung out with people, but it was also very much like go hang out in your room too yeah. and figure out how to just self-soothe. And I have no problem just sitting around and watching Disney. Oh yeah, I watched all of Netflix. Like I got when I went. Did you finish Netflix? <laughs> I did. Well, I got back. To, I got back to work. My manager looks at me. and said, "What'd you do uh, with all your time off?" And I was like, "Well, I watched Netflix. Oh, anything good? Like I, you know, you misunderstand. Oh. I watched all of it from <laughs> from Tiger King to." Oh, Tiger King. I, just, I am so, that upset me so much. Let's just leave it then. Also, did, can we just say that, like, there, there has to be some dark web conspiracy about Disney causing this pandemic right when Disney Plus came out? Because, like, they couldn't have gotten a better time to launch a streaming product during a pandemic. Uh, True story. I mean, I've, I've got several theories. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's I'm, but that's for turn in for a set the second episode. To I'm not learn. saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I mean, I my favorite was when they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, there's UFOs," and they're like, "Look, we 
we don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> just don't care anymore. It's there's every time there's something new coming out, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. He broke us back. Back on like <laughs> April fourth is when we were done. It only took two weeks for everyone's soul to die. Yeah, well, like right now in Florida, we're under a hurricane warning. Yeah, and I'm just like, Ugh, what? Just whatever. Just I'm loving how people are like, oh, great, now there's a hurricane, and I'm like, dude, there's a hurricane all the time. Like a hurricane I, well, yeah, every year. Like this is a normal thing. I'll take the normal things. I well, it's like that's yeah. We're in that we're in that time frame, and like it's it's been downgraded. It's now a category one, and it looks like it's completely swinging off. Because I think even the hurricane took one look at especially the state of Florida and was like, oh, I you know, I'm no. Do you want me to no. come back later? <laughs> just, you guys seem like you've got enough going on right now. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll I'll circle back around to you if that's cool. We're like, yeah, that's. That sounds like a September problem. Just <laughs> how about move along? Yeah, I I feel like Florida is a little do what you feel state all the time. Although well, I I will point out, I don't know if y'all have paid attention uh, to the news. There something crazy happened in another state, and no one's talking about it. Has anyone? Georgia? No, not even Georgia. I'm talking about in Connecticut, where a guy didn't want to pay his rent, so he cut his landlord's head off with a samurai sword. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I shouldn't I mean, be laughing. Else, That's terrible. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> what are What are your other options when you don't want to pay rent at this point? Oh my god, that's not an option. I don't think that's usually. Um, Please tell me, know, meth was involved. Why wouldn't it be? Involved? I could. Not that I could tell. All I know is that he. Um, I don't even know how we ended up on this topic. This just got weird. Um, he... God, you have two murderinos in your. I know. Podcast. We're like, we tell don't... me everything. Um, he, I, but like there was a dispute over rent, and he, this guy took a a, a samurai sword and chopped his roommate's head off, and then his landlord's, because like that's his roommate too. Like, why his roommate? Like, and why didn't he just? So instead of going, so let me make sure I understand the the bulk of this story. Gentleman, I'm guessing, could not pay rent. Gentleman. I think I'm we're getting a little loose with this gentleman term. Uh, here. I, I, yes, 100% <laughs> loose. Um, talked to his roommate, clearly did not get, or maybe he didn't talk to his roommate. Who knows? Instead of going to a bank or, you know, anywhere or like hot bench or anything to try to like, yeah, I just quoted hot bench or the, the people's court to try to get. Um, I have no idea rent. what that is. Hot bench. Oh, my God. It is. It is three judges talking about if you it's like small claims court with oh. three different judges. Yeah, oh it's terrible. There's only Judge Judy in my brain. So as as it should be. I only ever see it because I always I, I don't watch normal TV. I'm just I watch DVR stuff or, you know, streaming services because I'm a normal human. And but it always pops up when I'm done with an episode. And I'm like, what is this on 24 hours a day? Um, <laughs> so instead of going to any resources he might have, he's like, I've got this sweet, sweet samurai sword that I bought at whatever con. Let's see what can happen with that. Is that what is that? Do I have the story story correct, Josh? I that's that's my understanding. Um, but okay. I so, okay. hello and welcome to my favorite murder here on your <laughs> podcast. We friends, just, friends of the podcast. Friends, <laughs> Karen, we love you. Thank you. Um, You're the best. But I mean, that does bring up a very good point. Um, of all the things that millennials are killing, because apparently we're killing cable. Um, as I just, that's just yeah. the most awkward way to segue out of that conversation. Well, no, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, here's With the, thing, the like, samurai sword, we're killing we, it. We can't afford to buy houses. We can't afford to have our own apartments. So we have, we are forced to have roommates and landlords and we can't afford rent because we're drowning in student debt. So ergo, samurai swords. Like, this is... But we can't afford really well done samurai swords. You can, Preferably you can win one of those in a good card game at any local gaming store. I mean, let me tell you, the number of samurai swords that I've seen my friends when you, own, <laughs> I am not When you say, like, game. gaming store, I'm thinking they're playing Magic the Gathering and yes. winning a samurai sword. And I'm like... Yes. What? My brain, yes. my brain went to you're at Dave and Buster's and you're running up tickets. No, 
Oh my god, it's like a skee ball prize. <laughs> Listen, y'all never hung out with nerds, and it's showing. Dude, I I, I I had a crush on this guy in high school, and I watched him play Magic the Gathering. That's how much I was in love with him. I watched him yeah. play a four-hour game of Magic the Gathering. I had a friend watch me go to my car late at night from his apartment, and he sat on his front porch with a, his samurai sword. As I went to my car to, like, make sure I got to my car okay. But I question the, um... I mean, are they legit? No. Are they sharp and could they cut things? Yes. They are weapons. The police will confiscate them if, if they find you with them. Oh, my God. Okay. And apparently, according to the internet, um, because this is... Internet knows everything. This is where we're at. Um, oh it God. could cost upwards of $1,000. I feel like he could have just sold the samurai sword and paid his rent. <laughs> God damn, Josh, stop being logical. The simplest, it's the, sim- yeah, the simplest answer is uh, going to be the right answer. So cutting well, off, the, like, his landlord's head, that was the simplest answer. It's fine. Listen, I, I tried to get us off the subject. I didn't do it. So now I'm going to talk about common sense in this situation. Please, please tell, tell about common sense. Please, for the love. Sell the samurai sword and pay. I mean, granted, it's it's Connecticut, so... Rent is probably ridiculous, but... If Connecticut's another state that I have so many questions about in general. Wait, when did this happen in Connecticut? Let me just um, add to the pile of weird things that my FBI agent has to watch me Google. Um, <laughs> I love that you have your own. It's, it's cool. It's cool. You don't have to look it up. I was just making sure it wasn't my friend, but he is posting things on his story, so it's not him. <laughs> uh, no, this happened at the end of July, so very recently. Um, oh, he just... He just recently moved in too. What? Okay, no. He, this a is a bad Craigslist. This is a hundred percent a bad Craigslist situation because that that just means you did not ask the right question. Do you have a samurai sword? Yes or no? You do. Goodbye. I say good day, sir. I well, that's why. Like I, I developed a very like I just became Sheldon Cooper, and I we had roommate agreements when I had roommates. My big thing I is no weapons. That. I have no weapons allowed in the house. Hundred percent support roommate agreements. I had a couple roommates try to back out of roommate agreements, and I was like, "No, that's not how this works." I tried to utilize a roommate agreement. It didn't work, but he was amenable. The only, I mean, a part of the reason, the only reason why I did it initially is when I first moved down to Florida, and I had my roommate um, who was an ex-marine, and he kept being like, "Can I bring my guns?" And I'm like, "No, no. You, your parents live like right down the street. Your guns can stay there." Do not You're like my cats my learned how to open doors. They will learn <laughs> yeah. how to open guns. So I could just... see Lemon would totally getting through a gun lock. I could see that happening for sure. You could see Burger doing that. I have you met her? No, Bur- wow. like Lemon will break into a bedroom. But if any of these cats is going to get a gun and take over the world, who do you think it's going to be? I don't I mean, know. I just figured Lemon would be the muscle in this situation, the distractingly adorable muscle. Well, yeah, Burger <laughs> would be the brains behind the operation. Guinness would right. be the lookout, and Lemon would be is the, the crazy the berserker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> every group needs a berserker. This is true, uh, and this is why, as a millennial, I'm just not having kids. Is because uh, cats are enough of a handful. So I have been for like a decade now wishing I had kids. And with all of this nonsense going on, Absolutely I'm like, not. the fact that I don't have kids right now, I am 100% okay with. And my mom just got a puppy yesterday and it is exhausting. And I'm so glad that I don't have to deal with that thing on a regular basis because just getting up and going to work and showering is like too much for my soul right now. And I can't handle anything oh. else other okay. than that. Well, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, the big thing Another. um, like another thing that like people like we had the baby boomers and now with the millennials we're having I don't, what's the opposite of booming um the, decreasing the bus, busting <laughs> yeah, baby, baby, baby busting, busting. That, <laughs> that sounds, sounds terrible Im- imploding <laughs> that sounds worse <laughs> but i think that i think that kind of stems back to that same ideal um uh, with like my stepdad it was like you you know you go to one job you do that for the rest of your life we're kind of breaking out of that mold where we have so much more, like I said earlier, we have so much more access to the world right. and we want to see the world and we don't want to be tied down, which is why I think another reason why we're not buying houses is because it's with rent, you're not tied down to a place. You could easily just throw your stuff in storage and go explore the world if need be. With kids, you're not tied down. And even marriage, like, of course, I would love to eventually maybe meet somebody, get married and settle down. Uh, but it's not on the forefront of my mind. It's no longer like the status quo because that's, I mean, that's right. what it was for our parents. It was you 
you've graduated high school, you maybe go to college, you find a job, you stay in that job for the rest of your life, you get married, you have kids. Because like by time, by time my parents are my age now, they had four kids. I've got three cats. Um, but I've also, I mean, I also had a job that for 10 years that kept me on the road. Trying to do that with a family would have been impossible. Like it, it was very disruptive on relationships that I did have, but this was the life that I loved. It was my job. It's how I made money and paid the bills and afforded the nice things. So like, <laughs> I'm sorry that like we're breaking that mold because we've seen so much more of the world. We've had so much access to it. And we're not content to sit and just look at a picture of the Bahamas. We want to go to the Bahamas or Italy or Australia and all of that. I I 100% agree with you. We're looking at some of those things as as constructs that don't necessarily serve anymore. You know, as much as I do want to get married and have kids and have a family and Mm -hmm. I am a homebody. So like I'm cool and I love celebrating seasons um, and like (laughs) carving pumpkins and apple picking can you tell I'm a New Englander? I love all of that stuff. But as much as I was feeling left out when all of my high school classmates started going through it, it was like the first high school reunion, everyone was getting married and having kids. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling really behind. And then the second high school reunion, it was like, I got divorced. And now I'm on to my second marriage, or I'm getting divorced again. And everything's awful. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess, and I feel kind of lucky in that way, at least for the marriage side, because I do want to get married and I do want to have a family. But like, I feel lucky that like in my family, it is, we've always been a little bit of odd, like an odd duck in that way and not kind of bought into that routine where like, yeah, sometimes like some, some of the, like a lot of the members might've gotten married. Like my grandmother on my mom's side got married at that age. My parents got married in their twenties, but like, uh, there's also been a lot that have gotten married in their 50s and not had kids into their mid to late 40s. I never, I haven't reached that point where I'm like, oh, God, I like my biological clock, I can just keep hitting snooze over and over again. That's kind of awesome. Like, I don't have that in my family. I have fair, like, my both sides of my family came to America in the last century and. At one point, we had five generations alive because everybody got babies and at like 16, 18, 23, like there was a lot of us around. So like five generations, which is crazy. I mean, that could have been on my dad's side of the family, but like my grandmother was adopted. Like her mom, her mom died during the influenza epidemic, the Spanish flu. She got married to a non-traditional husband. He was in his 60s. She was she was in her 20s. Nobody we had don't I don't have a lot of people in my family that would be pushing me for a tra- so societally acceptable traditional role for a female. I never felt pressured for that, which is delightful. I feel like I need to call something out right now for the three of us. Yes. Um that is another major wrench in the plan being millennials um and being single when you're in your, you know, 30s now. Online dating is the worst. It's hardcore the worst ever. Oh, it's so, it's so fucking the worst. awful. Have you guys tried pandemic dating? No, I refused. Oh, I refused to pandemic date. What I tried. Think? It was the worst. Oh. I tried for like a week and I was like, no, this is terrible. I don't, I am like having, I was like in the middle of having panic attacks because, you know, you're in the middle of a pandemic and you're like, the world is burning and I'm crashing and we have to hide in our house all the time and blah, blah, blah. And this guy just wanted to talk all like every day. And I'm like, I can't do this. You need to go. Bye-bye. I will be fully honest that at one point early pandemic, I got drunk and decided that even though I'm a real world four, I'm definitely a quarantine 10. And I <laughs> downloaded the Tinder. Uh, Don't do it! <laughs> I've still never gotten that app. I will. I refuse. I emotionally refuse. And yeah, I just in general refuse. I just can't. I hate dating because it's the whole nonsense of like, I need to impress you and like, here's the picture of me and I just don't play those games and I I, I feel like I'm a straight shooter and like this is what I am and the guys that I end up dating a couple months into it even though they say they're straight shooters they're like yeah and here's how I'm completely different and I'm like so the fact like I don't want to meet a total stranger that I've met online because Winnie the Pooh taught me stranger danger (laughs) Um, and 
I'm a, just like a big like vibe in person and I don't yeah. want to meet somebody in person who is a complete stranger because being turned into a skin suit is bad. And like Silence <laughs> <laughs> of the Lambs talking yeah. about. <laughs> and then I also have like the whole concept of dating and like dating multiple people is so I, I to me. Legit. I just can't do it. I it's I have a hard time with it. I, and I'm not someone who's like immediately like we're in a we're in a great committed relationship, even though we've been on one date. No, it's just that I don't know how to multitask different people. It just is not. I don't have me. the emotional bandwidth to multitask. I don't either. <laughs> no. people. Like, God, I like, if I could get, maybe if I could get one kind of settled, but may, probably not. But like, mostly, no, I don't know. I have, I have a lovely friend. Like, yeah, I just, I can't. I know people who can, and I am impressed by them and confused all at the same time. I mean, I've never done the the multi person dating. Like, I, I don't. It'll be like, okay, I met this person. We talked for a while. We went on a date, and either we knew right then and there, like, are we gonna like either we kept talking or we didn't. But like, I was never like juggling fifty people at once. That would be. But I mean, it's 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 frustrating, and that's why I hate. Like, I I actually still have the app on my phone. I'll be completely honest. I haven't looked at it in ages. It's again that whole concept of as much as I would love to you know, be out with some friends and, and just spot a handsome fella across the dance floor and like elbow <laughs> Nina and be like, see that, see that fella over there? I'm going to marry fella? him one day. Dude, but that's the problem. That is literally Wait, the problem you, for me. Can that, can that be like a goal that that can that happen after this pandemic is over is that we're all in a bar and I just need you to call someone a fella and preferably... <laughs> We're all in 1930s garb because I feel like that is the appropriate time to say fella is when you are dressed in 1930s garb. I just, that's oh, no. my problem. That's exactly what happened to one, one set of my grandparents. My grandfather was at a public dance. He spotted my grandmother across the room. He asked his friend, do you know who she is? I'm going to marry her. And like, I'm not kidding. That like, That is how my grandparents met. And my other grandparents met in a fairly similar way. My grandmother was babysitting his nephew and they like met and they were very young. They were 18 years old and both of them pa just passed this last year. They spent their whole lives together and it was wonderful and magical. And my freaking parents, hey, 80s, uh, partying is good, <laughs> met. They, were, they grew up in the same town but didn't know each other, went out to California at different times, spotted each other in a bar, and three weeks later got married in Vegas. And they're, you know, very luckily still together and happily married. But, like, WTF friends that the bar just was set at an extremely weird height for me. Like, I, I don't know how to navigate that. No, I mean, I will say that, like, the one story that I always get really nervous about is, like, my great-grandmother crossed an ocean to marry her husband. Right? And I'm like, she was, like, like she was pregnant, and she, like, th like, she crossed the ocean to marry this man in three months. Right I can't even man. get a guy to like, drive down I-4 for me. Thank That's you. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, thank you. wait, you won't even drive how many? 15 minutes? You think that's too far? Okay. They're like, cool. just send me a I, pic. And it's like, no, you get no pictures. Thank you. Oh, that's when I take a picture of like Cisco's paw. I'm like, there you go. There's your pic. Bye. <laughs> Enjoy your uh, life. <laughs> And that, um, and th yeah, that's, that's. God love you for downloading Tinder. I, God love you. That's a scary app for me. I, I mean, it, it hasn't gone well in, in that <laughs> aspect. Um, I think I, my, the other problem that I run into with a lot of the online dating is I really dislike small talk. I think yep. it's boring and awkward and boring did i mention it's boring because it's boring well, my thing is like if we're gonna do this let's do it in person and it's like yeah so I, i'm very direct like if we match i'm like hi you're aesthetically pleasing and you seem amusing like let's get like let's go grab a starbucks or grab a drink or do something like i don't want to do this like drawn out no it's, it's terrible here, and then have you just kind of disappear into the abyss like if we're the whole point of this is to meet someone Right. So why are we pussyfooting around it? Like, let's just do it. Yeah. And I also just have this, like, and I don't know why I do this. I should probably go to therapy for it. But, like, I have this crazy self, 
self-sabotaging thing about me where when I get nervous, I go to like the most awkward thing I can where I'm like, hi, I have a favorite serial killer. What's your favorite serial killer? No, that's, but I think that's also, that's, yeah, because I do, I do, yeah, I'm like, here's all the terrible things about me. You're welcome. <laughs> the terrible and awkward things about me. These are my favorite movies. Yeah, I've watched all the Sharknados multiple times and I loved every single one of them. They're How are terrible. You? They're brilliant. Don't, I that is sacrilege. How are we friends? I, well, I mean, I kind of get the weirdness out of the way. So I will um, just, and I've, I've, I've used this multiple times every time I join a dating website. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know exactly what my Tinder profile says. Yes. Like, Please read it <laughs> word for word. I'm going to. This is my exact Tinder profile. Nothing more, nothing less. This is exactly what's there. And if you swipe whatever direction you're supposed to, I don't remember, right? Uh, it's on know. you. You knew what you were getting yourself into. So this is what it says. <clears throat> if murdered, I want a closed casket funeral. However, I love you already. <laughs> <laughs> however, towards the end of the service, please have the organist play Pop Goes the Weasel over and over until everyone in attendance <laughs> until everyone in attendance is staring at my coffin with mute, horrified anticipation. That's oh. it. That's <laughs> Josh, I love you. In another life, the two of us, man. (laughs) Oh my god, I love you so much. I mean, I've even like, and I've I've written about on my blog too. I wrote a whole post called "Reasons Not to Date Me," Um, and I feel like I just need to link that in there and be like, "Look, you've been warned. Like, I have a blog. You're going to get written about, and now I got a podcast. I'm going to talk about you." I, I, yeah, I like, I try to be honest because I'm like, no, it, there's not hidden normalcy under the weirdness. There's just more weird. <laughs> weird. You just keep digging it out. Oh, so you know what? Maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe it's not. Who, see, why pay for therapy? Well, no, therapy is important, guys. If you need to pay for therapy, pay for therapy. I, I love just, my therapist. Yeah, I just and say, well, who needs therapy when you've got great Me. friends? Because I just worked yeah. out. The fact that I'm not self-sabotaging, it's kind of like throwing down the gauntlet and being like, how do you deal with my weirdness? Because this just is never going to change. I feel like I hand them situations where I'm like, please show me you're a little weird and that you get me. I'll like, you know, there was a guy that asked me, he's like, well, what do you think your favorite feature is? So I, being me, was like, my spleen. It is stunning. And I was like, and so I was like, and what's yours? And he's like, I think my eyes are really pretty. And I'm like, I have to go. I think that's just, uh, that speaks to not only our generation, but just getting older in general, that we just, we don't have time for the bullshit. Right. No. Zero time for bullshit. I'm I'm very, just get to the point. Like, tell me exactly what is going to happen. Deal with it. Like, like, here's, here's everything. Can you deal? No? Cool. I will uh call you an uber i don't know how that works um like, <laughs> <laughs> i'll call you an emotional uber <laughs> yeah um, aka like a bartender please check out yeah i don't i don't have time to hide my crazy anymore it's like no. this is what you're getting yourself into that's i mean hell that's why i wrote a book like oh you want to date me here i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a reading assignment yeah. uh, if you come back after this uh you get bonus points. Uh, and if I don't ever see you again, completely understandable. That's, uh, I even, I, I'm pretty sure I wrote that in the book. I'm going to hand you this book. How you feeling? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's, I, I think that's also the advantage of getting, I mean, everybody will say this too. The advantage of getting married later on in life is you know yourself better and blah, blah, blah. But like, <laughs> I'm, I'm at the point where Can like, you please clarify the blah, 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 blah part? Blah, blah, that would blah. be great. Yeah. Nope. So, I, I understood it. <laughs> I mean, come on, Meg, get with the times. Um, <laughs> it's because you're an older millennial. You you gotta be a younger millennial God like Jeff and I to get it. Um, no, it's just like, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Outrageous! And then they were never friends again um, <laughs> until until we can actually go to Neshoba and go drink wine slushies in the oh, middle. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hashtag not yeah. an ad. Um, hashtag can we be sponsored oh yes please uh but like oh that's the dream you just you you know yourself better and you're you will know like what you are or not willing to put up with like I you know my grandparents wanted to see me get married and have kids and as much as I would have loved that like I kept telling them like 
I'm not just going to marry somebody just to marry somebody. This is how, this is not how you find eternal happiness. And like their response would be like, you need to wear makeup and like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, this is not the 1950s anymore, people. Let's calm down. Um, but it, it just, I don't know. Like I, I would rather be alone for the rest of my life than be with someone who just truly didn't, gel with me and um you know knowing not who you are because we change as life goes on but like just knowing like the general direction but more importantly for me like I want somebody who can just like throw down and like wary the world ending pandemic storms together like if you gotta know how to be able to argue you know constructively and work through things and the last guy I dated like didn't believe in arguing and I'm like that's not healthy like you got to be able to work through stuff like life gets crappy sometimes and if you can't productively work through those things together like to the best of your ability then like what's there's no point so that I I am we're we're getting down to that time um no I'm not ready to stop talking I have thoughts and feelings I know well I think I think all that really means is that we all just have to do another episode together at some point yay Um, so, well, and maybe we'll actually drink this time. Um, I have, that's right. I, I mean, that's right, listening audience. We're all sober. <laughs> because we're older, and we're like, let's talk a good game. Let's let's drunk. drunk Listen, when we were then, planning no. this, I made very strong margaritas. They were very strong, and I do not I, regret I mean, that. But I, I, I went grocery shopping today and I had every intention of buying a bottle of wine, but we're in the middle of a pandemic and my bank account was like, hey, you can barely afford the cheap ass food you're buying. So how about you don't? And I was like, oh, you're right. I'll just teach you to make moonshine because I've taught myself how to do that, too, while we're in the pandemic. I, I mean, I, I could probably just learn some like prison toilet wine. Well, that's it's like that's you can make a nice mead. It's like a honey wine. Because you have oh, honey, right? It's no maiden's I, blush, though. It's true. Maiden's <laughs> 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 Forever. Oh, here's, Forever what, you know, here's what's going to happen. I need the pandemic to end, and the next time we all record together, we'll just do it while sitting, drinking a bottle of wine at Neshoba Valley Winery. Oh, my God. Um, Sponsored by Neshoba Valley hashtag Winery. Hashtag not an ad. Yeah. Yeah, not a, I'm not going to pay to say that. However, if you want to send me a free case of wine, because, of course, they're listening... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just tag them in it tag them tag them away they'll send you I'll wine do it. i'll do it um so i i thank you i mean it's so great to catch up with both of you because it's uh been forever since we've gotten to see each other um so thank you for coming on the show but coming on the premiere episode of the reboot always fun um i feel pretty special i'm not gonna thank lie you it's you should you should so um meg what uh what what do you have to pimp anything to pimp um i mean if you guys if if humans want to follow me emory stone on instagram that would be pretty rad i take a lot of pictures and i draw things and i attempt to make money from such ventures that would be super fun (laughs) by the way there's a red tail hawk outside that is helping with this extra so i think that's pretty um that i don't think i can get on the on the mic i was hoping i could that's in my budget. I actually I sent that to you. Did you? Um, that's good. I that's I was wondering why he budget. just keep he he keeps landing right outside the window. It's very awkward. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, you can find my book "You're Doing It Wrong" on Amazon. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Avoiding Neverland or find my blog AvoidingNeverland.com. Uh, with that, thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you uh, keep coming back for more. Lots of fun topics coming up every Monday. New episodes. Um, so thank you all for that. Thank you too for being here. Everyone, uh, be safe. For the love of God, wear a mask so we can at least have Christmas because y'all canceled Halloween and I've got feelings, but we're not going to go there. Thank you so much for listening to the Millennial Agenda. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs>